whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Dana. Hi, how are you? Oh, I am just dandy. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And, and we, we are, are here, here to, to rant, rant and, and rave. rave. Jessica. Yeah. Yes. We have a new element today. That's why we're being so weird. I know. I mean, it's not new for us, but what's going to be done with it is new for us. Yes. And I seriously doubt it's going to be out this week. So hold on, everybody. (laughs) Um, We have a friend who is insistent that we need. He cannot believe that we've been recording video for two years <laughs> <laughs> and just not using it. And that is true. That is absolutely yes. the case. So he asked me this week if I would send him the video of me <laughs> so that he can show me that it's not that hard to use YouTube and just put the video up. So anyway, this is the first time we're recording like this anyway. That's right. Knowing that people are going to see us. And I would say, well, just right off the bat, we have weird backgrounds. Well, just right off the bat, let's point out that we thought that the movement was because we don't have a green screen. Dana does have a I green do have screen. A green screen and I, I watched her professional shaking. roadie set it up behind Dan her. Tipton. Yes. <laughs> and it's still shaking. And she's got a green screen. Yeah, I think Zoom is a little better. We use StreamYard. I don't know. I'm not here to insult anybody's software. But I did kindly put up a real picture of my home. Yes. And that way, if people want to walk through, they will be invisible or just a floating head. <laughs> also, it's it was a little darker in here today, so I used a picture where there was more sunlight on my planties just to showcase mm-hmm. them. I love it. Mm-mm. I feel like a weather person trying to point. <laughs> so well, you... if we're if we're a little awkward, it's because we know we're being watched. Uh-huh. Um, I would I seriously doubt this will be out this week because I don't know. We have to release this episode in twelve hours, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just something we're working with. It's something for you to look forward to, hopefully. Mm-hmm. To see our crazy faces as we say our crazy words. You would think, since we're both actresses, that this would be like easy peasy, but it's nerve wracking. It's more awkward, I think, to do things like this where we're supposed to just be natural and let it flow Uh than it is to plan something. For real. Yeah, 100%. And like the only reason I even look halfway normal, although I did barrette my bangs down because they drive (laughs) me crazy, um, is because I have a self-tape here in a little bit. (laughs) So from now on, if we do this, I doubt I'm going to look this good. I put uh, that in air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I even thought about that. I'm like, she's going to look so good and have makeup on. And I did my usual wear my blue light filters because in my mind's eye, that takes away and it's less distracting for me not having a lot of makeup on. I put on a little cover up. Not that anyone would ever know over these bags. But I did. I love those glasses. I own a pair of those glasses. They look nothing like that on my face. I I don't believe it. 
it's the truth. It's, I mean, even Dan was like, yikes, those are big. He said chunky, I think that's what he said. Those are pretty chunky, chunky glasses. Uh-huh. Well, but I like I a chunky them. glass. You look good in a chunky glass. I don't look so great. But why I wanted them even more is because I was like, look at the top of those frames. I'll never have to draw my eyebrows on if I want to just like, it's like a hat for my eyebrows. Dana, I never <laughs> thought about that. And I do not have good eyebrows. Look. They complete, they are my Cover. brow. They are your brow. They act wow. as your brow. In a cute, um, <laughs> like, fun, smart girl way. Thanks. Yeah. Let me sip my monster. Not an ad. Y'all know <laughs> I just drink monster. <laughs> see, it's weird knowing people can see me because I have to tattle on myself audibly. Otherwise. Which I guess well, I do. So what difference does it make? I wish they could have seen when I opened my nitro draft latte that exploded, exploded all over you. the desk and it onto the floor. On Whatever. Whew, we are really starting this week off with a bang, aren't we? Oh, for sure. I have done nothing all weekend. <laughs> so got a lot to make up for. All right, Jessica. <laughs> How was your how was your week? You know what? It was kind of wild. I saw one of our dear friends that was in town, Mr. Who Ronnie. Who was it? People know who he is. Mr. Ronnie Karam of yes. Watch What Crappens. So funny. Oh, Such a funny man. My God. He I mean, it's ridiculous. He is he evokes joy. Okay. Yeah, that's his podcast, um, by the way. I don't know if we said that. Yes, watch what crappens if you yep. are a fan of the oh and <laughs> I didn't realize and I felt so dumb. This is like when you're embarrassed to tell a friend like I didn't realize you did all of that. I always knew that they did recaps of the real housewives, right? Sure, sure. Which there's like a million <laughs> cities now that they go to and do. Right. Um he also does Below Deck and a number of other shows for Bravo. Oh, okay. So, he, well, is, he had always done that before. I mean, he I uh, he, he did. wrote articles and stuff for Watch What Crappens TV, right? Yes. Yeah, that's how he got started. Um, it's crazy. But now I just didn't realize how, he records like seven times a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I is his full-time his job. job. Yeah. But it's a lot. Um, well, which is why we have never taken this extra step because you and I are so busy in our day-to-day lives yes. anyway. It's a lot of work. People think that you just slap stuff off. No. You know, people think TikTok users and people who make internet content, it's like, well, they're just doing it. It's not doing it. No, it is all a ton of work. There's editing. There's coming up with new content. Um, where Ronnie's concerned, he's also still writing. Like, I mean, yes. plus has to consume the content he's talking about. Like, it's all of this is so much, which is why we're not promising this video thing becomes a <laughs> constant. But but we're trying to eke towards, as we've been saying for going on three years now, <laughs> a Patreon and things like that to make yes. this more of a. You know, we we do care about this project. We really do. It's not like we're just throwing it out for shits and giggles. Like no. we like getting good word out there about wonderful things. I think I've grown as a person and a human being 100%. learning about all these other 
um, areas and types of community service and charities and ways you can give back. Like it's just made me a better human. So that's why we continue to do this. But we could give more. We could give more. We're going to try. We're not Ronnie. I know that. (laughs) Ah. He's great. Well, you know what else I love is like when through this, we have gotten to connect with people literally all over the world. Yes. And to know that there are like-minded people in every corner and as far as New Zealand in small, small little towns all over the United States, we love it. And I applaud all of you who maybe are somewhere where you don't have as many like-minded people around you. I know that's yeah. the case for some and that that's, that can be really hard. I get a lot of messages like that from our listeners. Yeah. That in the area I live, there aren't very many like-minded people. It's such such a relief to listen and feel like I totally. have someone who believes like me nearby, yes. you know, and that's good. That's good. Absolutely. I mean, not like we're a huge political podcast or anything, but, we, <laughs> you know, we have strong beliefs about dickheads. Okay. That's for sure. That's universal. We all hate a dickhead. Right. Unless they're really hot. And then we're like, I guess I can put up with it for a month or two. And then we're like, no. Hasn't <laughs> 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 everyone had that story in their life? Like some some person, be it a dude or a lady, yes. whatever. It doesn't matter the sex of the person or their sexual gender identity. They're just a dick. And you're like, I'll give you a pass because we've been conditioned to give pretty people passes in society. Dana Powell ain't been getting many passes. And you can see why. You fool. (laughs) I just got so excited. I just banged the microphone with my boobs, which are really in the way now that after three years, I'm learning to put the microphone right in front of me. I made you move your mic. I would like you to turn it up a little bit. Is that a possibility? Oh, it's all the way up. Okay. All right. That's all right. I'm not going to mess with it then. Um, You guys, you know, before COVID happened, I used to sit next to Dana yeah. in her lovely sunken living room, very reminiscent <laughs> of my grandparents' house. No, I'm serious. I love that. And we would sit and I had the mic right in front of me, but that was also when I had like my Sony Walkman headphones from 28 oh, years ago. God, yes. Mm-hmm. Now we're semi-profesh and I have all this equipment, some owned, some loaned, mm-hmm. and I still can't seem to get my mouth right around this mic. Well, you do move your mouth around a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You all do. It's fine. I do it sometimes too. But usually this is why I don't want people watching me because I'm like this with my mic. And I'm always doing this because I'm snoodling or trying not to Darth Vader into your face. Oh, this is new and scary. (laughs) Oh, well, we're going to do our best, aren't we? We are. And for the people that are only listening to this, they're like, this is the weirdest podcast I've ever listened to. (laughs) We're going to try and get over it. It's just a new, fresh thing. We've been secretly looking at each other all this time. That's right. You guys weren't going to. So, like, I could have picked my nose if I wanted. Yes. There's a lot of things we do. I have, to be honest, I have answered a phone call. Yes. While we're recording. (laughs) I will not do that today. Okay. (laughs) Are we ready, Jessica? Is there anything super important about this week you need to tell me? No. 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 Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Well, let's. You want to tell everybody how to get a hold of us first? You know what? That would be swell. So, you guys, many of you have already found us and follow us. You can go to Instagram and Facebook at the Rants and Raves Podcast. You can go to Twitter at raves underscore the. You can send us a direct email at the Rants and Raves Podcast at gmail.com or go to the contact button on our website, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. Yes, ma'am. I guess just in case there's people new to us on YouTube, um, I guess we should tell people kind of what we're about. Is that something? Is that something worth doing? Sure. Go for it. I mean, we've been on the podcast air for almost coming up on three years now. Mm -hmm. We're called the Rants and Raves podcast. I'm Dana Powell. I am an actress and Jessica Young also is an actress. You have seen us on things like I played Pam on Modern Family. Cam's sister. Yeah. Jessica was on We the People. You've seen us on things like Curb Your Enthusiasm, Vape, uh, Blackish. Just You've seen stuff. Dana on those things, not me. Jessica, we Let's are a team. Let's make that abundantly clear. We are a team, and you are equally as talented, <laughs> if not more so than me. Okay. <laughs> The closest I ever got to being on Curve Your Enthusiasm was a workshop with Jeff Garland 15 years ago at I.O. West. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, (sighs) Jessica is an undiscovered treasure at this point. Oh, thank you. You are. I tell you that all the time. That's not just for these (laughs) fancy cameras all around us. (laughs) Hey, I know another thing that you were on that people constantly I see comment about online or they have mentioned it when they've written into us, The Good Place. And a lot of people found us because they said they listened to that podcast and heard you as a guest. I was a guest on The Good Place podcast. I was on The Good Place um, like board Mm -hmm. committee the good place committee for a few episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was fun. So anyway, we are just a couple of ladies who really enjoy each other. And we rant about just sometimes important things that need to be ranted about. <laughs> in my and opinion, then, they're all important. And in Jessica's opinion, everything that's rant worthy is very important. <laughs> But it is, you guys, especially right now, we're in unprecedented times. We need a little bit of normalcy. And sometimes we just need to complain about ketchup packets because that's normal. Yes. Is that normal to complain about ketchup packets? Yeah. Why are they always sticky? And why do I, can I only have two? And how do some places have the audacity to give you fancy ketchup packets instead of Heinz? Jessica, I can't handle (laughs) you right now. <laughs> so we get those rants out. A big tenet of our show is we like to do that cleansing breath. We get mm-hmm. all this angsty aggravation out of the way. And then we like to fill up with goodness, be it some funny stories, some good mm-hmm. news stories, yep. a charity that we've learned about, a way you can give back. So we are the Rants and Raves podcast. Please write to us. Uh, We love hearing from people. We want to hear your rants. We want to hear what you think about what we've said. We have a mindfulness corner. We can be wrong. It's pretty rare. I mean, (laughs) pretty rare. Um, But anyway, we're an interactive podcast. We want to hear from you guys. And we've Mm -hmm. been lucky enough over the last almost three years to actually become friends with a lot of you. And it's very special. We love it. 
Yeah, thank you for that. I think it's time to get right into our rants. I, I feel like, Jessica, you are itching for this one. <laughs> oh, well, if you guys haven't already heard the musical stylings of someone on my roof right now, maybe you will throughout this <laughs> podcast. I mean, I'm going to go broad and then bring it in. Fun, my rant, like a ride. My rant is about not being notified. Or given a heads up to things that, A, you should to warn people for a variety of reasons. We're mm -hmm. in L.A. I know it doesn't even cross my landlord's mind that maybe I'd be recording something. Yeah. Or now that half the world works at home, maybe you're on a work Zoom with a client or your boss or the whole team of employees that you're a part of. I woke up this morning to stomping and i mean like a literal hoedown going on <laughs> on the roof okay i was like what the hell my roof i'm sure i've talked about it before you have the last few you months. Should. because this has been a years long i'm mad for you this has it, been a years long problem it's insane dana has known me long enough where she's like what hasn't that been happening for literally like 14 years i'm like yep so long story short, our roof has been leaking. I don't mean a drip. I don't mean a trickle, which that's unacceptable. I mean, literally to the point where I had to go to Target and buy tubs and put them everywhere because there were so many leaks that I couldn't contain them all. Yeah. Leaked through the bed and the mattress. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're have to, having to replace our mattress. I have not slept in this room. This is our bedroom. I've been sleeping in a tiny bed with my husband in our guest room for the last two months, almost. Well, at least you and your husband are not super tall. Right. It <laughs> makes sense to be in a tiny bed that I already didn't feel as big enough when it was just me. Okay. <laughs> you guys and are both so tall. <laughs> it's cuddle time in that bed okay and yes it's a queen size bed okay my husband is 6'2 I'm 5'10 and neither of us are slight individuals okay here's where, here's where it gets real and raw y'all yes Henry like they know I'm recording it's a shared environment and I would much rather have my cute son going hey mommy than having dirty roof water thank you my ceiling and ruin my mattress you know how much a mattress costs I thought you were about to say dirty roofers, <laughs> <laughs> which would not be a lie because they're using tar and oh, I think yeah, you know sure how great it smells in here. Oh, the stink. It reminds me of elementary school. It felt like they were forever tar patching something. Why? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, if it wasn't the asphalt, it was the freaking asbestos filled roof. Something was always being tarred. <laughs> My God. You guys. I wake up to the stomping on the roof. Okay. No notice given. I've been waiting. My landlord, when he came to finally assess the damage, did a walkthrough. Couldn't not one apology. Couldn't have acted like it was not a big deal. Tried to claim that the leak that opened up the ceiling in our upstairs hallway was from the air conditioner. No, it wasn't full. And we haven't had the air on in months. It's been yeah. freezing here. Right. Dana, I need you to know that I got out of bed. I was so angry. I was so tired. I went to bed really late last night. I come in here to use the bathroom. And then all of a sudden I look up, there's somebody standing on the skylight over my bathroom while I'm trying to evacuate my bowels. Oh my God. I have a skylight in my bathroom. I thought I was the only one. 
No. Is that a California thing? I guess. I got to be honest. I love it because I never have to turn a light on there in the daytime. <sighs> However, if I was sitting on the pee-pee and I saw a man up there, uh-huh. I would lose my mind. <laughs> you know where it would come in handy? In the actual part of the bathroom where there's a mirror. So I could give myself the Wolfman special instead of in my car <laughs> when I'm at a traffic light. Because that's the only time I can see it. No, it's where the shower is. And one of those heaters from 1950 that if you accidentally turn on that switch, your face will melt off like Toke, the character that Dana dressed as <laughs> that melts his face off at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is it one of those in the wall old school like? Uh, it's in the ceiling and it's like. Up- oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And it is. Also. Only OG listeners know what a Wolfman special is. You need to explain yourself. (laughs) That is the whole thing. That is from the nose down to the decollete. What? Hair removal? Hair removal. (laughs) You don't need a Wolfman. Yes, I do. On a weekly basis. You want me to get real? On a weekly basis. I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror on Super Bowl Sunday when I was walking up to a Thank God. Very, very small gathering. (laughs) And I seriously thought, what do I look like? And what have people thought about me as I walk through this town? Because it's crazy. No, absolute insanity. And I do not know why you cannot see it unless it's in broad daylight at just the right angle. Again, the car. Somebody needs to come up with some kind of apparatus that you walk into that emulates the inside of a car in the perfect daylight. It's very revealing. And you know what? We're not the only ones who think so. Do you know how many times I have seen people full-blown pull out tweezers at a stoplight? That's me. And I'm not You're seeing me. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes I'm I'm like- I'm not mad about it because I'm like, yeah, I get it. Well, sometimes I think, oh my God, and I pull up or it'll be like a car of men. And I'm like, don't I have any self-respect? I'm like, I don't care anymore. I'm not living for those men anyway. Same. I just don't care. I'm like, what? They're going to see me again. They're going to laugh about that lady. Go laugh your arse off. They're going to be like, that redhead was so cute until she started giving herself the Wolfman special. And then I was like, I can't see it anymore. I can't see the hotness anymore. It disappeared when those tweezers came. She tweezed the hotness out of her face. That's not happening. That's not happening. (laughs) Okay. So you're on the toilet and a man's staring at you. Am I caught up? (laughs) Yes. All I can say is this has now been going on for five and a half hours. It smells like the bowels of hell in here from the the hot tar. Yes. There is a car or truck, like an open flatbed truck outside. That's like, it sounds like the freaking heater in my bathroom, but it's just churning tar around. (laughs) <laughs> and they're just carrying it up in buckets like Mickey Mouse in the Sorcerer's Apprentice I up a ladder. Completely insulted that you're talking like me to imitate <laughs> the tar workers that you apparently think are hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you put me in the position of employment at your tar fixer? <laughs> hey, Jessica, just got here, got a full batch of tar ready. You're going to be sleeping good real soon. 
gonna be sleeping good because I'm gonna be passed out from the fumes. Nah, you'll get over it. You wake up tomorrow, go order yourself one of them new mattresses. Get a real good one, real expensive, because ain't nothing coming through this roof again today. Dadgummit! Woo! Bring on the rain. That's that's what you just acted out, Jessica. Well, it's a lot more interesting than the guy who's been leaning on that freaking truck, scrolling through his phone the whole time. Because what why? is he doing? What's he is doing? He to make sure it doesn't bubble over like a witch's. Oh, maybe. He's like just a what? leaning on his a witch's cauldron. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not okay. Anyways, I've been smelling it. If I pass out or start talking crazy, no, it's not the normal Jessica crazy. It's because I am inhaling too much carbon dioxide and fumes from the tar. I well, feel lightheaded. And yes, wake up, Jessica. We've got stuff what? to do. <laughs> uh, I agree with you. Here's the thing that bothers me about it, too. This has been such an ongoing problem yes. for so long. And then when they finally decide to do maybe something about it, they don't even let you know it's going to happen because you're right. No. We're in a time where a lot of people are working from home. Yes. Not to mention today specifically is actually a holiday. God forbid you wanted to like relax at home. That's what I mean. Sleep in. Maybe you have company. I don't right. know. But if the guy doesn't care enough to to fix your roof from leaking for the last 17 years, uh -huh. he don't care about your time or no. space or anything anyway. No. It just sucks all around. Yep. Oh, it's disrespectful. Also, the amount of smashing that I hear, I don't know anything about roofing. I do know about hammering, and I do know that it sounds like they are using the hammer of Thor to knock in the nails on that new roofing that should have been done a million years ago. Okay. Yeah. Rant over. <laughs> Let people know when you're planning to come and do some major repair. Yeah, absolutely. Major. Whether you have to go inside their house or not, if it's going to affect their environment, you need to let them know. Also, the whole building can hear it. I heard my neighbors coming out saying, what the hell is going on? Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, happy President's Day. Yeah, happy President's Day, indeed. I guess I'll go buy a mattress. It's the only time they're on sale they're on the sale. whole year so, long. It works out well, I guess. And why is that? Why did President's Day become a mattress well, sale Day. holiday? Isn't Labor Day as well? President's yeah, Day. Yeah, maybe, maybe Day. Memorial Day. They use all the Americana holidays to sell mattresses. Why? I don't know. It is a weird habit. Do other it's countries really do weird. that? I don't think so. Do like, other countries there... have President's Day? Well, isn't there a Canada Day? Yeah, but that's like our Independence Day. Canada Day is well, on July 1st. Well, we on Independence Day, too, so it must be the same. Well, that's my birthday. <laughs> Maybe that's why I've never noticed. Oh, yeah. Get yourself a mattress <laughs> for your birthday. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jessica. That sucks. It's okay. The last thing you want is to see a human hovering above your toilet in the mornings. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want it to be like, anyone. I don't want it to be a human or an animal. I don't want to see anything <sighs> hovering above my toilet in the morning. <laughs> I, I get mad enough when it's a stork the size of a crane. Yeah. And they're constantly on the skylight. Is that true? I see and hear crows pecking. And well, crows, I understand. But like a, a heron. Oh, not a not No, a I'm stork. saying they're the 
the cranes and the cranes, the, the crows in my neighborhood are like the size of storks. That They're jumbled abnormally my, huge. That jumbled my brains because over near me, I go to this place I call my peaceful place. Yes. And we actually do have legitimate like baby carrying storks. Yes. There. It's crazy. I know. Um, We also do have, because some people have said to me, oh, is it just a pelican? We have those as well. There's a significant difference. Right. And then we also have white and black herons. Beautiful. Which are beautiful. Yeah. They're so elegant. But I could see a murder of crows peeping on you while you go potty. Yeah. I could see that. That would be I they're ornery <sighs> sometimes. They're, they're crazy. They can be ornery, those mm-hmm. those crows. Indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, are we ready to move on? Or do you yes. okay. no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so angry about it. I'd like to hear about something else. Yes. Okay. I'll move on. My rant is stickers that come apart when you try to peel them off. This is funny to me because I just heard a mom talking about this um, and leave paper and adhesive residue behind that you have to scrape off. Goo gone will stain it. A scraper will scratch it. If you're giving it as a gift, it looks nasty. Just a bad deal all the way around. I have a friend that said a mommy that said, I think it was a mommy that said bad stickers are the stickiest. Like if you want something to stay, the cheaper the sticker, the longer it'll stay. And that is so true for exactly yes. that reason, because they tear apart the uh-huh. adhesive. Now, the gook on, I guess it would stain if you had like a paper or something. Yes. Because I've used I use goo gone all the time on glass. Yes. <laughs> but even that, that takes a lot of work to get. It's not like you put it, it on and then just swipe it away. No, no there's a lot of rubbing. <sighs> and it's not sensual at all. Because there's a lot of rubbing. Sounds like maybe it's sensual. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It is infuriating because they make things. I have hair all over. These are the kinds of things that I do when you guys don't see me. <laughs> I have like ollie hairs on my face that I'm trying to pull out of my nose and mouth. Okay, whatever. It sucks because there are viable ways to make things that just peel right off. Yes. They also make stickers now that go on and lay flat and smooth that you literally just go, there's yeah, no adhesive left. Yes. Because uh, it's like a plastic on glass or plastic on a shiny surface or whatever that just like peels right off. No goo, no yes. adhesive. Yes. So I bought jars and I even thought maybe it's a difference in vendors or companies. I bought different glass jars and glass hurricanes at Target oh, for okay. a client. Sure. The fancy name, like branded one, same problem with the sticker. The crappy, not crappy, but the really cheap no-name ones, sure. same thing. And I doused them with Windex. I laid them all over the counter and I sprayed the shit out of them with Windex. And if you knew the rubbing that went on and all it did was ball up and disintegrate and it was still a mess and it still left a residue. Yes. You have to get all of it off, even with the Goo Gone. Now, if it's on glass, the Goo Gone, eventually you can get it all off and not stain, but it does take a while. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Goo Gone smells better than Windex, I guess. It's orange scented, isn't it? Not the kind I have on the counter in there. It doesn't smell good. <laughs> I didn't know orange was a possibility. Could be because I only buy it at the 99 cent store. Maybe, maybe not. No. Do you leave your tags on things? Do you just no. give up or say, forget it? You take no, it off. Yeah, it, it, I'm anal in that way. I can't handle it. I know. It's all I will look at. Every time I see it, it's all I'll see. 
it bugs me when I'm in people's houses and I don't go and picking up stuff in friends' houses, but like if I'm in a client's home uh-huh. and it's my mom always did this. So many people don't take tags off and it drives me nuts. Like on the back of a picture frame uh-huh. on the bottom of a jar that's on the shelf or whatever. I'm like, why? Yeah. I don't like it. I guess they're thinking no one's going to see it. Well, guess what? I saw it. Jessica did. <laughs> Jessica saw it. Uh, yeah, it bugs me. It doesn't feel right to me. It feels unfinished. Like I'm not properly respecting the product I bought. <laughs> Hilarious. Yes. I can't handle it. And especially like I've been buying a lot of glass things um, from mm-hmm. the thrift store for terrariums. Yes. And then if I'm going to create this beautiful world inside of this see-through thing, I ain't leaving a sticker on there to ruin it. No, not with those cute little things with your handmade accoutrement. My accoutrement? Even your (laughs) fancy word talk. (laughs) I've just been making things out of resin, y'all. Hold it up. Look how cute. (laughs) This is just a little, what do you call this? Not a bevel, but. Cabochon? Okay, sure. It's just blue glitter. Whatever. Show one of the dinos. Oh, yeah. If you follow me on my Instagram, I showed one of these the other day. It's so um, cute. And hung out with actually our friend who is going to video, do the video for this um, and teach us how. Yes. He, I made it for him. I said, it's a magical. I just like, is this the right word? I said to him, I like talismans. Is that the right word I'm looking yeah, for? Sure. Of like, course. I just randomly assign magic to objects. I yes. don't know why. I've always done that. Uh, I was telling him I carry a, I have since I was a kid, uh, a card that's a promo thing for CSI yeah. that was Eric Stone Street's and his yes. character and stats and, and it was signed and it was just something they made for promo for the show. Right. <laughs> and he randomly gave it to me decades ago. But I've always carried that in my purse or in my wallet as a good luck tells. Yeah. Uh, or my daddy loves smashing pennies in the machines when you go somewhere. Yes. I have several of those in my wallet that are just like, you are loved, you are fine talismans for good luck i love that so i told my friend jay i made this magical dinosaur and that's so freaking cute for him to carry or put in his room and just when he's having a hard day know well somebody loves me or right good luck for my next project not that he needs it he's totally talented (laughs) Uh, maybe i need it i don't know (laughs) that stuff and guess what i ain't putting stickers on it either I need a label that's like, Dana made this. Now it's ruined. Okay. (laughs) Unless it's a custom little label or metal stamp that's adhered to the back of your creations. Oh, my. You're so bougie. (laughs) Uh, I saw your Instagram post about your punk tomate or whatever at some restaurant I probably can't even pronounce. Okay. I'm fixing your roof, apparently. I (laughs) meant... To send you that, you guys, we know how sometimes I can be real excited talking about food and fancy food at that. Fancy. Mm -hmm. And this might be the bougiest thing I've ever said or done in literally my entire life because I know how erudite and weird it came off and it's not my intention. And the people I was with all went to Dartmouth and are a lot smarter and I guarantee a lot more successful than I am. (laughs) Uh, If you saw the glares and they were not humored by it, I didn't know them. This was, I mean, full disclosure, this is after we went out 
for Ronnie's show, uh-huh. his co-host went to Dartmouth and like people came from uh, New York and some friends drove down from the Bay Area and whatever. They all went to Dartmouth. They were all like super smart, nice, lovely people. Right. And the waiter brought over uh, one of the dishes and he's like showing it. And they're all like, we didn't get, no, we didn't order that. And then somebody kept saying, who ordered the bruschetta? And I wasn't answering because I didn't order a bruschetta. And finally, somebody's like, Jess, didn't you order that? And I'm like, I don't know who ordered that. I ordered the pan con tomate, which means bread with tomato in Spanish. Bruschetta. Eh? Bruschetta. Yes. Jessica. It just didn't click. And if you saw the glares and disgust, these people didn't laugh. I know they were like, I don't know who the hell that woman thinks she is. <laughs> What did she live big, in Madrid? Your big booming voice. I ordered the punk tomate. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine? Even my two friends, Ronnie and my friend Mike, were like, Jessica? I could tell that they were actually embarrassed. No. And Mike is bougier than I am. No, they were not. They were just like, What are you doing, <laughs> crazy lady? Did you order tomatoes and bread? That's really the question here. Literally. (laughs) When they grill bread and then like rub tomato into the rough bread and it Uh like seeps into it. I know you are salivating at the thought because we all know Dana loves tomatoes. Yeah. You just put tomato blood all soaking up in your bread. (laughs) Oh my Uh -uh. God. Well. Oh boy. I guess what we've learned today is Jessica doesn't like to be stared at on the toilet. Jessica only wants fancy names for tomatoes and bread. And, and Jessica hates it if you leave a sticker on anything in your house. Is that what we <laughs> I'm really angry at everything, it seems. I love it. It's, it's you're okay. not wrong. It's okay. We got to get it out. Because now what we're going to do is take a cleansing breath. You got all that angsty, bougie. (laughs) I know that if I was with Dana and I had done that, she would have probably snatched her purse and said, I got to go and left the restaurant. I would have called you out and said, you lay that, waiter, you lay that in front, server, you lay that in front of her and you go, ma'am, here is exactly what you ordered, your tomatoes and bread. That's what I would have made happen. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for a cleansing breath? Oh, am I ever. Okay. So one of the cornerstones of our show that we frequently forget is Mm -hmm. that we like to take a cleansing breath. We get out all this angsty feeling, all this slight anger, sometimes real anger, sometimes Mm -hmm. fear, like whatever we're feeling, we get it. We kind of get it all out. And then we like to... Take a cleansing breath and fill up the rest of the show with goodness, sometimes funny things, some Mm -hmm. charities, some ways you can give back to your community. And that's our show. So let's, we like, if you can scream it out, y'all do, because it feels real good. Mm -hmm. If you can't, at least take the time to take a breath with us, because I promise it'll feel nice. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. I'm so nervous. This is the first time anybody's going to see me take a breath. And I don't know if I'm a pretty breather. I don't think Uh, I'm a pretty breather. I know I'm not. (laughs) Especially because I try to always go away from the microphone. So you're literally just going to see my vocal cords and my double chins. Here we go. All right. Let's take a deep breath in. And. 
You have just heard a twice attempted to be repaired deviated septum and adenoid removal at its finest. I don't know what adenoids are. All I thought of was the Domino's pizza superhero guy. The noid? noid. Yeah. You had him removed from your nose. (laughs) I wish he was in your nose. That's kind of fun. My God, I loved the noid. Um, That was a bunch of... Uh, so that was like Domino's mascot, I guess you'd call it, or yep. whatever. Uh, Absolutely. Back in, the, back in the day of covered wagons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to our corners, yes? Yes. Are you up first for corners? I am. So this is a really, really weird story. And I saw the video and I, I kept re-watching it because I was like, it's so what? apocalyptic. Like it I is. would literally grab my son and be like, we have to get to the LA river and run. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and drive our car through it. Yeah. Or the scooter that I have for survival prep. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's for another show. Oh my God. Uh, this comes to us from Dana's favorite publication, UPI.com. That's oh. United Press International. I am always talking about how that's my favorite publication. <laughs> this is by Marianne Mazera. And this happened just a couple of days ago, February 18th. Video captures moment when massive flock of birds fall from the sky in Mexico. You guys look it up yeah. and you will see. And like Dana said, it is apocalyptic. It looks like somebody was like in a building nearby and filmed a stunt yes. that is being done for a movie or a TV show. What is that called where birds like all f- – they're in a flock and they, they so swim cool. and I dive together? Know. There's a name for it. But you would mm-hmm. know – you see videos of it. It's It happens in nature, but it's r- rare to catch it where birds in a big totally. flock, they fly all the same way and change directions so quickly simultaneously simultaneously insane so at first you think that's what you're looking at with this but it's not let go ahead keep going and it also was weird that you're saying that because it reminds me of like what a school of fish does in the water yes there's a name for that movement i'm just not smart enough to think about it well now i want to figure out what that is because i've never heard of that okay Straight out of an eerie scene from a Hitchcock movie, scores of birds suddenly out of nowhere could be seen falling from the sky on a fairly calm day, many plummeting to their death. The strange event was captured on a home security camera, which is also nuts, but I guess it makes sense how it was caught. Nobody knew it was going to happen in the city of Cuauhtémoc in Chihuahua, Mexico. The footage showed a rush of hundreds of yellow-headed blackbirds in a flash spiraling out of control to the ground in a residential neighborhood during the early mornings. Mm -hmm. Early morning hours. Many of the discombobulated birds were able to quickly gain flight again and take off, but others died after crashing into houses, cars, and each other or hitting the pavement hard with great speed. Residents came out of their homes later that morning to find their surprise dozens of dead bird carcasses littering the street in the Alvaro Obregon neighborhood. People immediately began posting videos of the dead birds on social media. It remains a mystery as to what exactly caused scores of birds to suddenly drop in a flash, although many locals and experts have speculated what might have disoriented or scared the birds to an extent. The weather at the time of the incident was rather calm with temperatures in the mid-40s. A local veterinarian who was called in by authorities to examine the scene 
speculated that the birds may have become overwhelmed and disoriented from inhaling toxic fumes or coming into contact with electrical power lines that Mm. overloaded and unleashed a massive electric discharge, forcing them to plummet. I mean, that's crazy. Awful. A radio station in Mexico, La Ranchera de Cuauhtémoc, reported that the birds were apparently flying at a high speed when they lost stability and collided into one another. Dr. Andrew Farnsworth, a senior research associate at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, said he believes a more plausible explanation is that a predator or a loud disruptive sound spooked the birds. Okay, a predator, what? A giant hawk is going to cause hundreds of birds to go, I mean, unless you're talking about like Cthulhu or something. Thank you. (laughs) I don't believe that. Like, (laughs) it's, I just don't get it. Like, that was more plausible. Right. What caused the birds to behave so wildly, an event he called fascinating and frightening. Maybe something. Yeah, fascinating and devastating all the day. Maybe something biological, chemical, or environmental. Okay, you guys, I think we can all agree to agree that nobody knows what happened. Nobody yeah. has a logical explanation, not even the ornithology experts no, of North but America. We maybe try to figure it out because that's terrifying. Uh, here's one more thing. There's also a slim chance it's meteorological, like a microburst. What? Of what? I well, don't that's know. That's interesting because I I did find that word. It's called murmuration. Oh. Um. As they fly, they seem to be connected together. They twist and turn and change direction at a moment's notice. How do hundreds of thousands of birds coordinate such complicated movement while in flight? So murmuration is the name of the practice. Interesting. Of flying around together like that, but it said. Here it is. Scientists have been surprised to learn that the flying patterns of murmurations have more in common with physics than biology. Huh. Much remains unknown about murmurations, um, but they believe that they may be able to describe the murmurations using the principles of physics. Weird. Mm-hmm. Well, I will tell you one last thing before I close this article down. Such incidents of mass bird deaths are apparently not uncommon according to the U.S. Geological Survey, and occur at least once a week. What? What? Were dead birds murmurations or dead birds falling from the sky? I think they need to clarify that. Agreed. Because I don't walk around seeing birds just drop out of the sky dead. I don't either. Most notable are the deaths that occurred at least three consecutive years on New Year's Eve, between 2009 and 2011, when thousands of red-winged blackbirds dropped from the sky, both times in BB, Arkansas, or Beeb, B-E-E-B-E. In the 2009 incident, a state ornithologist reviewed radar images determining that rogue professional-grade fireworks in neighborhood celebrations were the cause. I would believe that for sure. But that wasn't going on in Mexico. Okay. Or was it? Are you trying to start a conspiracy about fireworks in Mexico? We all know that Mexico, that's where everybody goes to get their fireworks. I know. (laughs) You're like, or is it? 
Do you know what's so creepy? What this is making me think of, and it's on a way smaller scale. But one time when I showed up at a client's house, I walked up and I went, and in the front yard, and they had the most perfectly manicured, like it was so good, it looked like AstroTurf, mm -hmm. perfect green grass. And Dana, there was two birds apart from each other mm -hmm. that were dead beautiful one was i will never forget it. it's like burned into my mind a yellow and black bird it was so gorgeous small like could fit in the palm of your hand mm -hmm. but two of them but just laying there no physical damage at first i'm like did a cat or a dog get them there was no visible damage no rhyme or reason to it and those birds we're just sitting there dead and it was horrifying but i told them when i walked in i'm like i don't know how to tell you this but there's two beautiful perfectly preserved dead birds right outside the front door on the lawn in case you want to grab them for taxidermy later <laughs> <laughs> i mean the weird in me kind of did and i'm not sure. macabre i'm sure but it well, was was it really hot because i've had that happen here i live in the valley and it gets very it gets hotter uh... and deeper in the valley and uh, when it gets like 115 degrees out here, sometimes birdies will drop from the sky. It's too hot for them. Oh, uh, I didn't think about that. Well, this remember was how up, I said up in the I hills said, of Bel Air. So I think it was a little bit cooler. <laughs> <laughs> remember how I said we were going to fill up with goodness, and you're like, you guys, a bunch <laughs> of dead birds fell from the sky. <laughs> One time, here's the only story I have that can relate to that. Uh, one time when my middle sister was living out here, she was trying to get a job and she went for a job interview and I dropped her off. And as she walked in, a bird pooped on her head. And I said, oh, I hear that's good luck. Good luck. The end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way I can relate. God, hilarious. That's a terrifying story for it real. It really is. Ay, ay, ay. Super weird. Okay, well, my turn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm up next for corners. My corner is a what the what corner, yes. which is appropriate. This is so up my alley. Of course, we know that because it's from oddityscentral.com, my favorite, mm -hmm. written by the infamous, well, maybe only to us. Maybe infamous isn't the right word. Clearly the only contributor to Oddity Central. Well, I think it's like um, – Oh, V is for vendetta. We all they all wear the same mask. Okay. Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the title of this article is Swiss Man Hit by Ghost Gunshot. I knew you. No love one that. even heard. You know I love it. Didn't we just get in a fight about ghosts recently? Yes. Uh -huh. okay, well, getting ready to prove I was right. <laughs> 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 a Swiss man has found himself at the core of a modern mystery after discovering that he had been hit by a bullet that seemingly came out of nowhere. Now, this happens. It does. Uh, my dad just told me that a woman was laying in her bed watching TV a few nights ago and a drive-by happened and shot her in the leg. Yeah, so this does happen. This is a little different. <sighs> Last Thursday, the unnamed 38-year-old man was walking with his two children and an acquaintance in Freienfeld, a town 45 kilometers northeast of Zurich, when he felt a sharp pain in his lower body. Unable to explain the pain, the man headed to the emergency room of the local hospital where doctors informed him he had been shot. 
They removed the projectile and treated his wound, but wound, but neither they nor the patient could explain how the bullet had entered his body. Wow. Thurgau, Canton Police spokesman Matthias Graff, told reporters that an investigation in this bizarre case is currently underway and that there are currently no leads. Neither the shot man, the people he was with at the time of the incidents, nor incident, nor anyone else in the area heard any gunshot or saw someone with a firearm. It's like the bullet came out of nowhere. An accident, a crime, a shot fired from afar. We're not ruling anything out at the moment, Graff said at the moment. Graff said, uh, looking for witnesses who can provide any sort of useful information. Um, so this specialist, weapons specialist expert, says he believes that there's only two possibilities that make sense. Either the man was shot with an air gun or with a small caliber weapon from a large distance. I mean, a small caliber weapon can go a large distance, but you're going to hear it. Even right? a silencer, it's not like the movies. Right. Even a silencer is loud, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you can still hear that. Yeah. Uh, Earhart said the large caliber pro projectiles are extremely fast and have devastating effects on the body. His injuries would have been correspondingly severe. Weird. In addition, with a weapon of large caliber, one should have heard a bang. Maybe a kid was playing with an air gun. If a small caliber weapon was actually involved, someone must have handled the firearm with gross negligence. Unfortunately, forensic experts can't find out too much from the projectile alone, as they would need a firearm to match it in order to get the full picture. Hmm. So for now, police are relying on leads from members of the public. The shot man is on his way to making a full recovery. Okay, well, here's what we're not exploring. Even though the title of the article says it right there. Where were they? What war was fought on that land? This is a ghost shot. This is residual <laughs> energy. This is going to happen to somebody else if we don't figure it out and cordon off that uh, Bermuda Triangle. I think that we just came up with a new show for you to host. What is that? You wander through battlefields and you pick up on the energy of the ghost soldiers. I mean, I'm on board. I just read that article. It is not that old of an article. Let me see here. I just want to find what the, okay, up here. This is very recent news. Yes. Yeah, February 17th, 2022. What's yes. today, Jessica? The 21st. the 21st. And no one is asking about the residual energy of this <laughs> land. Maybe I am the person. Maybe I am. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. How does that happen? I don't nobody know. Heard a thing? Have I heard a thing? No, nobody heard a thing. Oh no, it's interrogating. Super I haven't weird. started my investigation yet, Jessica. I'm not interrogating you. I hear everything, and on a nightly basis, I'm like, "That was a gun." Alan's like, "No, it was a car backfiring." Okay, so your go-to is that was a gun. My go-to is ghost. <laughs> Clearly. Isn't it obvious? Uh, kind of civil war was fought on this land. Let's let's get the facts, people, before we go running off with a kid had an air gun. Okay, that's my corner. What the what? Real. It's and so also, weird. So, ow! I've heard a lot of people describe bullet shots. As like, I guess your body goes into a, a bee sting or a snake bite and you're like, ow. First of all, I've had a bee sting. 
I haven't been bitten by a snake, but I can assume I wouldn't go, ow. Okay. <laughs> I would be on the ground crying. Yes. And he's like, ow. And then went to the hospital and they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, you've been shot. That's insane. It's really freaky. <sighs> Thank you, Oddity Central, for making Thank us aware. And also maybe for giving me a new career path. <laughs> <laughs> Not maybe. I told you, I'm going to contact the guy who runs the ghost tours in uh, good old San Diego and we'll get borrow his flex capacitor so you can pick up on the I'm energies on of the field. I, full, I have watched enough. Uh, I may not have the equipment, but I know how to run it. Yes. I watched those things close enough to go if, I, if I'm ever needed and called upon as backup for ghost hunting, I'm ready. I also think you'd be great at decoding what they're saying, like by slowing it down to hear what they said. Yeah, but I don't like reading into that stuff. I want facts. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to be making up. She says she likes pink bubblegum, not purple. No. <laughs> Nobody's coming back from the dead to say something like that. Cardboard, cardboard. Maybe she was hurt as a child with cardboard. No. What about the video that you sent me of a woman claiming to be a medium and she dropped Sharon Stone's name in for no reason whatsoever? I love you're so cute that you're like that woman. Uh, my mom was obsessed with Sylvia Brown. <laughs> she was on Montel all the time. She was a psychic. She's helped the cops. She was helped crazy. the cops. She's like, I'm getting a sense. Who's Jim? The guy's like, I don't know. Yeah. So she's already off. Strike uh -huh. one. All right off the bat. Well, Not even Jim warm. Wants to tell you, you need to be a little careful. Let's get on to the what the real issue is. I'm like, no, I know Sharon wrong. Stone. I'm not trying, I'm to, not name trying drop. to name drop. You are because then you were like. <laughs> She said something so random, too. Like, she likes grapes. I'm like, you didn't have to tell me Sharon Stone. Like, you could say a friend it, of mine. It was irrelevant. And that's why I loved it. It was so <laughs> weird and hilarious. And I love the people that she gives the information to when it's so crazy. They look at her and go, oh, okay. And in their minds, you know, they're going, this woman just changed my whole life and everything around it. Which is dangerous. <laughs> Because it's weirdo false crap. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, my God. But I didn't believe in ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I am fighting a battle against my own I'm words. Dying oh, right now. Nobody, nobody's surprised. Okay, let's move on into the best part of our show. The most legit. Raves. Let's get some raves out there, Jessica. Yes. So, you guys, we love to end our show on a high note if you weren't high enough already with our shenanigans and whatnot but seriously uh this was very important to us from the beginning from when we started this before we ever even started recording to bring something to the table that was uplifting that's good that's something that we can personally do in our own communities or if yeah. you have children with their schools I don't have kids, but as we all know, I love to act like an aunt to all You're of my friends' children. Yes, absolutely. 
So I love to support, like my friend just sent me something the other day. He's like, he goes, I just, I'm going to spam you with a bunch of emails for Dom school. I, you don't have to give any, it's just, I had to send out 20 emails. I said, are you joking? I said, of course I'm going to give to his school. And again, I can't give much, but I can make a $25 donation to one of my favorite children's schools to help them have different projects that aren't being funded. You bet I can, Yeah, you know? I love sharing all of these cool things that come to our attention. And please, again, we love when you guys send us raves. People, I think, sometimes think we only want to hear your rants, but please send us raves, too. Even if there it's is... just a good news story you heard about in your neighborhood, like, oh, hey, a college student went and got some groceries for the elderly. We want yes. to hear that. That totally. is good news. That is good. That's humanity. And it's, it's humanity at its lovely. finest. Absolutely. And it's refreshing. And I think we all, no matter what's going on in the world, can always use to be reminded of that. 100%. And that there is good in the world. Yes. So this organization is called Dreaming Zebra. The Dreaming Zebra Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit encouraging children to embrace their individuality to express themselves creatively and follow their artistic dreams. Mm. Your gifts can help us provide art and music supplies to underprivileged children throughout the world. So I love that it's international. There is a great website with a number of things to peruse and how you can see how you can get involved. They have many, many options. I am going to... See, you guys are seeing the real behind the scenes here. Are you looking for more? <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to find the different ways that you can help. So this is something that we brought up before. Well, two things. Number one, they are part of Amazon Smile. So you oh, can nice. select them as, you know, if you are part of Amazon to give. Every time you percentage. place an order and put their like link in it. It attaches to them and gives a little proceed to that organization. It's real easy. You just put a prefix in your Amazon. It's nothing. Totally. And there's so many great things to do with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, In 2018, they were a top-rated nonprofit. So another thing that I think is really cool, because Dana and I always say, too, that obviously money is not the only thing that talks in this world. There are other ways to donate. So in addition to donations of materials and time, cash donations are vital to the mission of, do- of Dreaming Zebra, funds to cover shipping, storage, and other administrative costs. Your donation is tax deductible and supports art and music education for disadvantaged youth in the community. I think that is so important if I can just jump in because yes. a lot of times arts are not supported in our public schools, not very well. Crazy. And... You know, I'm probably a child who would have benefited from something like this. I didn't come from a real affluent area. Those were not things that were offered to me on a regular basis. And the sad thing is I was a weirdo little kid. I probably would have really blossomed in an environment like that. Of course. Uh, I, I love that they're encouraging them to express themselves creatively. That's amazing. But the big thing that like resonated with me was to um, follow their artistic dreams. I didn't know that yep. my dreams were artistic. I didn't have that vocabulary yep. when I was a kid. As an adult, I do. And I know that I'm an artistic, creative person. I might not be great, but that's what I am. <laughs> 
I'm that always trying true. to find ways to express yes. myself and my personality and my creativity. And there are especially a lot of underprivileged kids are not encouraged in those ways. And that became my life source. Mm -hmm. Not only is it who I am, it's what I do for a living. Yes. Uh, I have occasionally supported myself by making jewelry and selling it in fancy boutiques. Like still artistic. Art, exactly. Every element of art that is available to a person, I have somehow clinched onto. Mm -hmm. And I think, what if I had had a dreaming zebra? That encouraged that because I've yes. been fighting going, I think I can do this. I think this is what I'm supposed to do. I think it's all I'm good at is art and creating things that matter. To me, art is progress. It, it creates progress. Yes. And it's a teaching tool. It's not just about being silly all the time. No. And I think I wonder what kind of impact children who uh, um, that part, that side of them is embraced. What Absolutely. kind of impact can they have on the world? So that's also very interesting to piggyback on what you're saying. I thought about that very long and hard after I went to a very well-appointed private school in Los Angeles mm. with an art program that I don't think a lot of colleges maybe even have, including, and this was years ago, they already had 3D printers. What? I've never even seen one in real life. Mm -hmm. 3D printers. Every medium from ceramics to painting to digital media, you name it, whatever the kid was interested in, they had it. Every form of art that you could imagine. And I said to myself, after going to like, they had a open, like a gallery night or whatever with all the students, senior art night mm -hmm. for the seniors. And I'm like, what if every kid in every had school access had access to this? To the don't. same amount of books and uh, courses, to the same kind of athletics and the equipment for that, and to arts and music. Yeah. It kills me, but I do a lot of fundraising for symphonies around Southern California, and there are a lot of schools now that just don't have a music program anymore. Oh, It's for just sure. not there. It's always the, the arts are always the first thing cut. To go. Mm -hmm. And it's stupid because art does make change. Yes. It does. I, I, it blows my mind. I literally, I wish I had known we were going to be talking about this. I would have pulled up the article, but I literally just read an article this week that was talking about the difference in um, like careers and quality of life mm -hmm. of children who went to private school yep. versus public. Mm -hmm. And the main reason is because of the access to arts and yes. experimental things and experimental being, mm -hmm. being given the freedom to discover who they are and what their likes are because in a public school it's often very much about standardized testing that's how they get their money and sh just showing up but no room for any of the extra things that make someone blossom into a fully yep. realized human right in yes. my in my opinion. how bad were you at standardized testing i Horrible. was Awful. I yeah. oftentimes had to turn in blank sections. Yeah. My brain doesn't work like that. It but never the did. children who are probably looking for something like that even more because it's lacking in their lives yep. don't have access to it. So an right. organization like Dreaming Zebra is just, I mean, literally it's a dream. It really is. So <clears throat> just to close this out, um, other ways to get involved, obviously, uh, there's donation. 
There's a monthly giving palette, which I love. So like for $20 a month, you can sponsor a student and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, there's a supply wish list. You can volunteer. They do have, I looked on the map. They aren't in every state, but they're all over the country. There's multiple uh, Dreaming Zebra organizations in states all across the country. And again, they are international. Something that I really loved about this, because we talked about this a long time ago, because I remember I got crayons. I think I gave some to Henry. Mm -hmm. It was from a company that was using recycled crayons to create new ones. Yes. They and melted the, them into different shapes like dinosaurs. Yes. And yes. So the Dreaming Zebra Community Art Recycling Program serves to connect members of the community with disadvantaged youth in need of art and music resources. Our foundation is unique in that we provide an art recycling program that is free to the public. Reusable art and music supplies that would otherwise be discarded, along with new or unsold materials, are donated by individuals and businesses and matched to recipients who have requested those materials for arts education and purposes in the community. That's so great. I love it. Our recipients frequently include schools and community centers, at-risk and homeless youth, mentoring groups, art therapy and special education programs, and other nonprofits in need with an emphasis on diverse populations of vulnerable youth in underserved communities. Simple materials can inspire kids. This is the kind of stuff that I think we all think like, well, I don't have that or I don't have anything. I can't fancy. buy them a 3D printer. We yeah. all have this at home that we are sitting on and do not use. Old calendars with pictures, paper plates, buttons, yarn, thread, fabrics, popsicle sticks, pencils, beads are just a few of the simple items we can use to help kids explore their creativity. Mm-hmm. And also, I will just put out there, if you're wanting to give back in that way, maybe to your own school, your children's mm -hmm. school or a school nearby, they welcome that. Like, I would say twice yes. a year, I ask my son's teachers, hey, do you need anything for the classroom? Do you need hand wipes? Do you need Kleenexes? Do you need crayons? Yep. Uh, however, you know how to say that. Color crayons. Crayons. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think I heard Everybody makes fun of me. Anyway, um, Browns. Uh, also, I frequently make a stop at Michael's and you see popsicle sticks and fuzzy balls 70% yeah. off because they're getting new stock in. Uh -huh. You know, there's a guy on Instagram called the freebie guy and he tells you where to go to get like really good deals on clearance and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. what he does is he buys all that stuff up and he donates it, Love it. to people in need. It's fantastic. There's ways yep. you can do this. But also, Dreaming Zebra is everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly a lot of places. That's an easy way to yep. just have a ready-to-go way to give back. When you do that spring cleaning or if your kids have outgrown it or you're like, oh, I don't use this anymore. Like, as I'm saying it and as I read that list, I'm going to go through and purge a lot of the arts and crafts supplies I have from Improv Utopia, from stuff that we bought 10 years ago that sometimes I'm like, I put it out every year and no one ever touches that yarn or those beads Time or to whatever. get it used. But they're great and it's yeah. brand new. So guess what? I'm going to send it to this place. That's awesome. It's fantastic. Seriously. Yeah. They Very can make cool. all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. Thank you for all sharing right. that. Of course. What uh, is I your rave? A, I have an exciting rave that Jessica and I both 
can really get on board. <sighs> Swoon. Is, I know. This is from a listener. This rave is about the Asher house. You've probably heard me mention at least about the guy who runs it a few times. Uh, good morning, ladies. I remember Dana talking about following the Asher house on Instagram. The cutie patootie that rescues animals. Indeed. And I wanted to let you know there's a TV show about him. It's called My Pack Life. I think it's on Discovery Plus, but I'm not 100% sure. I think that's right. I think it is on Discovery. Uh, Now I'm going to look because I have Discovery. I'm going to be looking for this. Yes. And as of right now, there are only two episodes. I live in Portland, Oregon. Oh, my gosh. He's in Estacada, Oregon, a little less than 30 miles from me. Oh, my God. You have to go. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'll see him one day and let you know how cute he is in person <laughs> for making me laugh, Gary. That is so amazing because I was devastated one time. I came uh, back to L.A. from home. Uh-huh. Not only had he driven through L.A. while I was back at home, he had yep. then driven through Missouri when I came back to L.A. Like, we are <laughs> star-crossed lovers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He is quite muscularly adorable. But I love what he does for animals. It's beyond. It's beyond. I'll read you a little bit from his website just because he has such a great uh, organization going yes. on. Um, you can visit him at theasherhouse.com. The way that this started is he was touring around on a bus. Yep. With his pack of doggies mm-hmm. trying to help bring attention to adoption and caring for strays and all these things. So on the front page of the Asher House, uh, it says positivity. P-A-W-S, you know, like a doggy Love and laughter. We are here to help people have better days and get animals adopted. The Asher House is on a mission to make the world a better place, one rescue animal at a time. So you can shop, you can donate, you can become a Patreon. I'll read you what his mission is. Um, The Asher House is a registered nonprofit sanctuary in Estacada, Oregon, which this is literally just happened out of the blue this year. Mm -hmm. It was so exciting because everybody knew that that was something he wanted one day, but that's a big thing to take on. Yes. I know a listener to a former podcast of mine uh, took not just my advice, but I feel like I may have encouraged it in some way, which scared the snot out of me, but like (laughs) quit their regular daily life. And opened an animal sanctuary. And that's what this guy did. Yeah, He was in in finance and was like, this isn't making me happy. I need to help doggies find homes. And that's what he did. The Asher House is a nonprofit sanctuary. Uh, We rescue animals that have been discarded or unwanted, providing them with a life of comfort, love, and adventure. Mm -hmm. For over two years, our founder, Lee Asher, (laughs) (laughs) Traveled across 49 states to promote dog adoption and spotlight various shelters and rescues. After his pit bull, Stella, passed away. Oh, I was so attached to Stella. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee was determined to fulfill his lifelong dream of creating a sanctuary where animals could feel treasured, protected, and free. In late 2020, Lee discovered a large parcel of property, which was the perfect setting to turn his vision into a reality. Together, we can take action and change the world one rescue animal at a time. Uh, It's so amazing because it did. It happened out of the blue. I remember when he was like, I've got a big announcement. I think I'm buying land in Oregon (laughs) and I'm moving and starting an animal sanctuary. And now it's this most beautiful, like almost like a nature reserve. Yes. With all his dogs, a couple of donkeys. I want to live there. Yeah. He frequently doesn't have on a shirt and it's real cold. So we'd have to. Um, 
but he's got two llamas now, a rescued mm-hmm. parrot. There are so many animals that people just throw away or sometimes someone passes and their animals left behind and because yep. they're not a new fresh faced puppy or, you know, somebody yep. doesn't want them. So anyway, he's trying to change that. I really love that. Thank you, Carrie, for sending that in. I will rave about Lee Asher any day. Okay. And I definitely want to watch that show. I've been seeing he posted a yes. trailer for it. Which made sense to me because I was always like, he's got a professional photographer and cameraman following him constantly. His Instagram content is so good. It's so good. He's got like GoPros and one wheel things that he goes through the forest Mm -hmm. with all his doggies and they run through creeks and he snows and skis. And I mean, it's incredible. (laughs) It really is. And it's uplifting and lovely. So thank you again. That is the AsherHouse.com. Love it. Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. Oh, my goodness. You want to tell everybody how to get a hold of us again? Yes. Please send in like Carrie did and find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Rants and Raves Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at raves underscore the. You can send us a direct email at the Rants and Raves Podcast at gmail.com. You can also hit the contact button on our website www.theransomravespodcast.com Dana, thank you. Thank you, Jessica. I'm sorry that your day started out by a man watching you on the toilet. (laughs) 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 I want to let you know that I don't think that that's fair or right, and I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That is greatly appreciated. We like to end the show talking about things we're watching or doing or interested in, and, and then I give you a point to ponder for the week. Uh, are you watching anything? Yes. I just started a new show called Severance on mm. Apple, mm-hmm. which I briefly was explaining to Dana is so weird and trippy, but really good. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a very fascinating concept. Also directed by Ben Stiller. I've always been a fan of Ben Stiller, and this is sure. really cool. Uh work uh, to see him doing this i know he's directed before but this is a really cool project the concept is people who have agreed they work at this very like top secret company you get the feeling it's maybe like a tech company or something that we're not fully aware of what it is Mm -hmm. and they have agreed to undergo a procedure which allows them to sever their memories. I mean, it's not, I mean, they're volunteering to do it, but then it just happens when they come and go from work so that you have no recollection of work life within your personal life and no recollection of your personal life within your work life. I don't want to give anything else away. That's not a spoiler. That's the premise of the show. So it's fascinating to me. It really is. And it's very good. Your work life really does take over. Like, especially like my husband, I wish I could do that for him. But Uh I remember for all you young people out there, if you haven't seen it, this was an excellent movie. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind where there you could erase a person. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting thing to think about because it's not all there's it's not all a good side to it. Exactly. Yeah. You think it would highly. Highly, re- I think you would really love it. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend that. And then again, yep, I'm never going to get off this train. Uh, we're moving towards the end of season two of Euphoria. And my God, did they really bring it this season? Um, that show 
just continues to get better and better. And uh, again, for those who are dealing with somebody who uh, is an addict or going through issues with addiction, this season is some of the realest you'll ever see dealing with that subject. It's not a pretty subject, but it's real and it's raw and it's a huge problem all over but we know what a crisis it is in this country yeah it's so, and it, people i think often in the past have thought well that's big city problems not even close no it's everywhere mm-hmm. you can't hide from it it's mm-hmm. everywhere it's in every corner rich poor every demographic even the religious communities you know yes. mormons have a massive problem with pill pill addiction because that's given to you by a doctor yep so, yeah, it's just a real problem in the, in the world. Well, that seems heavy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll leave it with one fun note, but you can't watch it anymore because it's over. The Olympics. Oh, yeah, you're right. And I don't know if you saw that poor man who was whacked in the nether regions as he came too close to, too close to the gate. He was doing a downhill skiing event. No. That poor... Poor man, skate, ski. I can't talk. Skied. Skeet, skeet, skeet. The window to the wall. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> he skated right on over that gate, and the pull from the gate went whoosh, oh, and like man. hit him hard. And then I hope he didn't you hear like this weird noise and then as he's skating away so i keep wanting him to skate as yeah. he's skiing away he goes Ooh. i can't even let out the noise that comes out it sounded like a cartoon and the the commentator you can tell is in such shock he goes oh god oh if you are a man you felt that but did he bust oh, the messy? frenchman oh monsieur that could have been really <laughs> Devit, like it didn't break, right? Because you can pop a testy. Well, let me tell you something. As it happens, this came through while we were recording, but I got a little message from our friend and listener, Sarah, mm-hmm. because I had told her about that and we were both crying. Olympian skier suffered frozen penis in race and said pain was unbearable. Remy Lindholm says the horrifying injury happened during Saturday's men's 50-kilometer mass start event where temps dipped so low, officials actually delayed the start, even shortening the race's overall distance to try to keep competitors safe. Even with these precautions, that didn't help Lindholm. As he said, after spending over an hour racing on the course, his junk turned into a popsicle. (laughs) Lindholm said he needed a heat pack. Was he using his genitalia as a windscreen? (laughs) Also, I'm crying because I read this because I thought it was about the skier that got whacked. I'm like, how did that make his penis freeze? Apparently, it's a different skier altogether. A lot of injuries during the Olympics. (laughs) God, but look at him. Let me see. Oh, he cold. (laughs) He's trying. I'm dying. So yes, you missed some drama i really loved the commentators this year though i know the olympics are over i'm gonna stop talking about it i'm gonna have to wait four more years until the next winter olympics but these commentators this year were fan 
freaking tastic. And I loved them showing their complete disdain for the judges in several cases where it was like, nope, you're right. That person clearly went 20 feet higher than the other guy, yet he didn't get the same kind of scoring. And the same with the ice skating. <sighs> rant over. I, this wasn't a rant. We were literally <laughs> saying goodbye. <laughs> Dana, what are you watching? I mean, the same thing I always Ghost do. hunting. It's ghosty things, crime things. Uh, South Park. Dan Tipton got me tally tennis shoes. That was a life highlight. Literally never been more jealous. And then I thought it would make Alan feel bad that I didn't get those shoes. But no, he was jealous because he wanted them for himself. It's the color of them. It's what who they are. Like, I just. They're made of blue terry cloth. They're a dream. They're a dream. They're so cute. Um, And then, yeah, I watched some crime stuff. Uh, Nothing too exciting that I got really uh, wrapped up in like you just did. (laughs) (laughs) But I did bring a point to ponder. Okay. Uh, I guess we should say we'll be back again next Tuesday. Who knows if this video will be out by then? And who knows if a video will ever come out? Who knows? This is all new territory, you guys. We're just who knows if a video goes. You know what? I've had this image in my mind of them, and now that's been broken. And um, I don't want to see it. I'm I'm out. Yeah, I don't want to (laughs) see. They presented themselves falsely. They still are because Dana is has a green aura around her because she's using a virtual background. That is an actual picture of her real house. Nothing makes sense anymore. It's 2022. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> um, we'll be back next Tuesday. Just guy and oh yeah, oh I adore you. I'm ashamed of where I got my point to ponder this. Why? Week. I don't. I it just feels a little bit. <laughs> but I don't care. It's an interesting fact. So okay, I'm gonna... do so. <laughs> All right. Did you know that people are more creative in the shower? When we take a warm shower, we experience an increased dopamine flow that makes us more creative. I mean, bring that shower. Bring on a warm swimming pool and I will drown myself Uh to be more creative. I welcome it. Hey, guys. You guys. Here's my message for everybody this week. Go get wet. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, right? Sure. Go get wet, Jessica. Wet and wild. Like it's 1997. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a good memory, or I would have sang a song from 1997. <laughs> Listen, I'm just a half-assed human. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. We sure will. Love you, Jess. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Fake real home. Bye. Bye. Bye.